And now, the BC Food and Wine Radio Network presents Anthony Gizmondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's show. I'm Tony Gizmondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, busy show today. Kathy Malone joins us from Hillside Winery and Bistro. We'll be talking about uh, her latest Muscat release. And, uh, Casey, you're going to have a nice chat with Alison Spurrow from uh, Lazy Meat Fromage about one of your favorite things to eat. Yes, and she tells us how to elevate mac and cheese. And Chris Coletta joins us from the Okanagan Crush Pad Winery in Summerland. We're going to talk about dogs. We're going to talk about uh, rosé. We're going to talk about uh, the pandemic and anything else we can fit in. And Casey, before we go away today, I have some tips on about 75 new rosés out in the province. And uh, you're going to talk about how restaurants have changed over the last year. All that and more coming up next on the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. Don't go away. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. British Columbia's wine growing history dates back generations, and today it's one of the more prominent regions on the worldwide wine stage. With Save On Foods, you can find the world's largest collection in one place. With more than 1,500 wines from over 180 BC VQA wineries, the unique tastes of our province have never been more convenient. Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. Browse the entire collection now at saveonfoods.com and discover all the different wines our province has to offer. Bold. Award-winning. Discover Gold. Our tasting room at Gold Hill Winery is open and ready to welcome locals. We're supporting our BC wine drinkers as they support BC winemakers. Become a member of our wine club and we'll send the taste of Oliver Nasoyas right to your door with free shipping. Discover Gold. Gold Hill Winery on the beautiful Golden Mile in Oliver. Online, goldhillwinery.com. Hillside Winery is here to serve you, BC. We're offering free shipping across the province on all orders of six bottles or more. Let Hillside deliver direct to your doorstep and give you one less thing to tick off your shopping list. If you're a local, ordering online for pickup is easy and hassle-free. Hillside will happily box up your wines and have them ready and waiting for you. We want to make getting your favorite Hillside wines easy. Find us online at hillsidewinery.ca. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. But I am the mother of Evangeline. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio show. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Our first guest is Kathy Malone. She is the esteemed winemaker at Hillside Winery and Bistro on the Naramata Bench in the heart of the Okanagan Valley. Kathy, how are you today? I'm well, thanks. How are you two? We're great. Uh, we're better talking to you. Uh, it's been a long run with COVID. How, how's everybody making out there? Is Are you all hanging in? Or? Yeah, we are. You know, it is, we're, it's tedious. We're getting tired of it. But we're, I had my mm-hmm. shot. It's been a week. Yeah, we're, we've got a critical mass of people now vaccinated, which feels good. 
I'm just wondering how your customers have have dealt with it. Do you do you feel disconnected to them, or do you is are you like how is that working the customer relationship? You know, it's it's actually better than ever. Um, you know, there's there's a little bit of grumbling um, about you know wanting large groups and that sort of thing, but for the most part, people are are pleased to have you know a private tasting. We're outside only now. And, um, you know, we, it's, it's now like a pre-booked 45 minute tasting and they, they learn so much about, you know, our history and hillside and the wines and they just feel way more connected than, you know, with the, the sort of old way of doing it. And then, you yeah. know, our wine club now, it, it has all kinds of offerings, like virtual tastings and we're doing a virtual dinner party, uh, later in the month, Right. And so, you know, people who never would be able to make it to BC are now have a, sort of a richer experience. So, I'm, you know, it's <clears throat> one of the silver linings, I guess, you know. Okay, well, let's have a little virtual tasting because I know that uh, this month uh, the winers participating in the BC Hospitality Foundation Hospitality Hustle and you're donating a dollar for every bottle of Muscat Autonel that you sell. So let's start with that wine. Uh, if we if we were going to taste that wine virtually, what would you tell us about it? It's part of the massive Muscat family, um, which is always characterized by perfume or floral um, flavors. But um, Muscat Autonel is is very much on the the bright floral side. You know, it's very refreshing and and delicate it's really it's quite a pretty wine in your mouth right it's actually you know after years of studying it i pinpointed that it's the the aroma of um the wild baby's breath that we get in the okanagan with the flower you know nice and um yeah, yeah it's so it's like we say it pairs uh perfectly with fresh air but also, it pairs really well with Thai food, which is a tough one, right? So there's that floral and yeah. a bit of, of spice. And, um, you know, it's it's sort of a fan favorite. Um, people are sometimes reluctant to try it because they might have had a bad experience with some muscat or other. But once they have, they keep coming back. And, um, they connect. You know, sure. kind of a cult wine, yeah. Our guest is Kathy Malone. She's the winemaker at Hillside Winery and Bistro. And Kathy, I notice you're having a fantastic Mother's Day brunch for Mom or that special woman in your life. And the Muscat's going to be paired yeah. with your choice of Otenel or Rosé. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a takeout because we're, we're only open uh, for dinner um, this season. And, um, but... Our new chef has offered a, a special takeout brunch for Mother's Day, so um, we're pretty excited about that. Tell us about your new chef. Yeah, he's um, he's awesome, Chef Evan Robertson. He comes to us from um, a rich background of you know high-end restaurants in BC and Edmonton and Calgary, and um, he's. He just started in February, and he's revamped the menu. And um, he's offering, you know, we have outdoor dining on our patio or takeout, or uh, we have a grab-and-go that you can get 
you know, during the day from the wine shop that's to take away and have a picnic. Uh, our wine club actually this month is has the opportunity to have a virtual dinner party. So we've put together a meal kit, like a prepare-at-home meal kit, like a HelloFresh sort of thing. And uh, we'll have a virtual tasting, and um, hopefully everyone will prepare their dinner and open their wine at the same time. And uh, Shalane, our um, wine club manager, and I will join them on Zoom to talk about it, and Evan will pop in and... Um, answer questions and that sort of thing. So it's pretty exciting. Wow, you're getting so creative uh, up there. Yeah, and he's, you know, yeah. uh, someone said to me, oh, your new chef must be losing his mind with these restrictions. I'm like, no, I, you know, he's like he's like a kid in a room full of horse manure digging to find the pony. You know, <laughs> he's just, you know, it's just stimulated. I'm, as I'm glad you said pony, yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about one of my favorite wines because it's a, it's a rosé. It looks like a rosé, but it's not. It's the Unoak Pinot Gris. It's been sensational in the last uh, several vintages. It's just been released. Why are you calling an Unoak Pinot Gris at this point? And, and, uh, (laughs) what, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, I mean, that's a good question because we started, the first vintage we bottled was 2008 and, at that point, we made what we called reserve Pinot Gris, and it was always um, partially barrel-fermented. And that actually was from Oliver fruit, and so very, you know, uh, ripe, tropical kind of characters. And um, this this was a, a vineyard that had been um, offered to us um, that's in Naramata, just above Naramata Village, um, and the fruit is this, you know, bright orchard fruits, mm. like green apple and white peach and just, you know, an explosion of, of orchard fruits that I thought, you know, barrel fermentation would really uh, swamp, like overtake, right? So so we started the unoaked Pinot Gris, and um, it's the name, you know, is uh, has just stuck because that's what we call it. well it's sure delicious thanks so yeah it has some skin contact that gives it that uh bit of pink color which varies from year to year depending on you know the fruit and how much skin contact um but it that skin contact brings that lovely profile of fruit into the mid palate so you get like a burst of of flavor on the palate which is i think what makes it um a favorite Tell us about your bistro hours and tasting room hours. I know they've been cut back up there. Um, they're not going seven days a week, right, like they used to? Um, we we may once we hit the summer months. Um, but for now, it's Wednesday to Sunday. Um, the bistro is 5 till 9.30, and reservations are required, you know, mostly for a contract contact tracing but you know we're busy too so if you don't want to be disappointed you need to make a reservation um we've we added um some heaters when we got the last health order and had to move everything outside and which was great because it's warmed things up here as soon as we got the heaters yeah and um and then the t- the takeout and meal kit options are also um, Wednesday to Sunday, starting uh, at one, 
and um, all of those things can be ordered on the website. Um, the tasting room is um, outdoor seatings only, also Wednesday to Sunday, but daytime, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And again, those reservations can be made um, on the website. Uh, we don't take walk-ins, but if if you arrive without a reservation and there's time available, we can um, you know put you through the reservation system to to have a, a mm-hmm. tasting at that time. Uh, before we go, I want to touch on mosaic uh, for a minute because uh, this uh, your your uh, uh, flagship red wine. Can I say that? I think I can say that. Yeah. Uh, you, it, it, no. It's had a bit of an upgrade to the label or a, a change in the label. Uh, I've been uh, tweeting about it this week. Uh, so let's start one. You got to be a wine club member to have a look at the new label right away. Otherwise, I think you got to wait till the fall. But what, what can you tell us about the latest release? Now, this is going to be the 2015 mosaic, and it's got a pretty nice-looking new package. Yeah. So, I mean, we actually bottled it with the old label, but once we had the new label design, and we just love it so much, um, we decided that. 2015 being one of our being our hottest vintage on record and so arguably our best red wines um we thought it was like it deserved um like soaking and scraping and relabeling which is what we're doing yeah that's why uh that's why you had the opportunity to see both because we we haven't completed the project but um we're we're plugging away at it it's uh, our mosaic is almost always merlot dominant. It was just over fifty percent in twenty fifteen, and then the next is cab sauv, which is not usually the case. But because the fruit was mm-hmm. so ripe, it was able to take a greater role in in the wine, right? right. Um, and then yeah, uh, malbec, cab franc, and petit verdot in that order. But um, yeah, the 2015 reds you'll know are are stunning, and the, what's what I love about this wine is that the fruit is still so present, you know, and and the tannins are just softening beautifully. So, and everybody mm-hmm. should join the Founders Red Wine Club. There's a red and white wine club and a white wine club. Yes, and there's a Mosaic Club, and it's only the Mosaic Club members who are offered um, this pre-release on the 2015. So it's, you know, uh, it's the prestigious side of the club. So. And there's a limit to the number of members. I don't know what that limit so is. So sign up. <laughs> I yeah. do know. It's 150 members. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Casey. <laughs> Kathy, uh, great to catch up with you. I know we're going to be up there within the next six weeks. I just feel it. Uh, I can't wait to get back on the bench. I, I feel like I haven't been on that bench since it's been uh, pronounced to have its own uh, GI, its own special uh, label near Matta Bench, and I, I just want to get back there and start tasting those wines on mass yeah. to yeah. reacquaint myself. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, as time goes on, we're, you're going to see more and more offerings of, you know, um, very specific um, blocks on the bench, right? And mm-hmm. um, and it's it's going to be super fun to tease out those flavors because it's it's not, uh, I don't, what's the word? It's, it's, uh, it's quite a varied um, geology. So, yeah. Um, yeah. 
Great to catch up with you, uh, Kathy. Stay well. We'll see you soon, and uh, say hello to everyone for us uh, from the show. All right. Yeah, we look forward to seeing you. Take care. Thanks so much, Kathy Malone. She's the winemaker at Hillside uh, Vineyard on the Naramata Bench. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We are now heard on 18 radio stations each week across B.C. Get your weekend rolling each Friday afternoon at 3 with B.C. Food and Wine Radio on AM 1150 Kelowna. And thanks for listening. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the B.C. Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The upper bench of BC's Similkameen Valley, a special place that's the source of some of Canada's best wines. Here, nestled in a sun-laden, stony corner of the mountains, you'll find Clos de Soleil Winery. Clos de Soleil blends age-old Bordeaux varieties and a unique Similkameen minerality for wines that are elegant, age-worthy, distinctively terroir-driven. Visit them by appointment or purchase their wines online at clodesoleil.ca with free shipping offered to all BC and Alberta customers on orders of six bottles or more. Red Rooster Winery invites you on a sensory journey from grape to glass. Savor the sweeping vineyard, lake, and mountain views from their estate on the Naramata Bench. This month, Red Rooster is featuring their award-winning and estate-grown Reserve Malbec, the perfect bold red to complement any occasion. Seated tastings are offered Thursday through Monday, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. this spring. Come for the views, stay for the wine. Visit redroosterwinery.com for more info. It's a new normal. My husband and I want to get away. Need something to look forward to. So we decided to book a weekend away at a European wellness resort right here in BC. Plan an escape without leaving the province at Sparkling Hill Resort. Overlooking the beautiful Okanagan Valley. Relax and focus on your health and wellness at this luxury resort. Check out the immersive wellness packages available and learn more about this undiscovered gem today at sparklinghill.com. Experience award-winning wines on the covered patio at Tinhorn Creek Vineyards. The tasting room is open daily from 11 to 6. For exclusive VIP experiences, join the Crush Club and get three shipments a year to top up your cellar, 15% discounts, early access to new release wines, and admission to the Wine Club Lounge. Keep up to date with spring wine tastings and estate-only promotions on their Instagram feed. Plus, Miradoro Restaurant is now open daily for outdoor patio dining with a new spring menu. For details, visit tinhorn.com. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Our next guest is Allison uh, Spurl. She is the co-owner, along with her partner, Joe Chaput, for Les Amis du Fromage, the famed Les Amis du Fromage, with uh, two Vancouver locations. How are you today, Allison? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. I think business <laughs> has been fantastic for you during COVID. Is that right? Yeah, you know, it really has. We've been really, really, really lucky. I think um, people are at home and, and really caring about what they're eating, and I think, you know, maybe we would be saving money to spend on travel and other things. But, you know, we can't do that right now. So people are treating themselves maybe a little better than they otherwise would. And uh, we're having lots of customers, and customers have been so great. They're patiently waiting in line so that they can come in because we have limited numbers in the store, and, and they've been so amazing. Yeah. And when it comes time to choosing cheeses for your mother, like I love <laughs> brie, I love the soft cheeses. 
What would yeah. you recommend to my daughter when I send her down there? <laughs> Joe has a theory that all women love these much more than men do and care about it much more. Um, I definitely think a predominance of our customers are women, for sure. Um, and I, I think soft cheeses get that sort of reaction from people. So I definitely think you're right that the triple creams and the really nice oozy double cream breeze are, are a win with moms, for sure. And I think just something, I mean, it's a nice time of the year. You can actually almost get outside, maybe. Um, so, you know, maybe some nice lighter things, one or two really nice special things rather than, you know, 10, 10 little pieces, maybe just one really fabulous soft something and some nice biscuits. Sounds like a party to me. It does. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're offering a Mother's Day gift basket with a number of different uh, crackers, cheeses, and uh, confiture. Is confiture an important part of cheese eating? Well, you know, it really depends. Some people really <laughs> like to have different accompaniments with their cheese, and I think they just feel like yeah. it adds another element, which it does sometimes because, you know, cheeses can be rich and strong flavored. So I think sometimes it gives you almost like a, like a little sorbet in, in your meal if you're having a heavy meal. I think it gives you like maybe a little sort of rest for your for your taste buds in between things. And certainly some things really benefit from um, a nice jelly or preserve. Some things, I think, are so strong they don't need it, maybe. maybe. Right. But, um, yeah, well, we have lots of fun things. We can always do you up a little a bag of treasures that, that your mom might love. I'm sure if, if you're a good daughter or son, you know all the good things your mother loves. So That's right. <laughs> we could help you. But I'm kind of fascinated because I heard a rumor you can do raclette on the barbecue. Yeah, yeah, we have, I know lots of people have bought them over the years. We have these things called barbaclettes, and they're basically just like a raclette pan you can put on top of your barbecue. So in a way, it's kind of nice, because I don't know if any of you have ever done raclette at home, but it does um, create a bit of a, you know, odor in your house. Yes, your house it does. smells a bit cheesy for a couple of days. <laughs> and this is kind of nice, because A, it's sort of a fun thing to do in the summertime, you know, outside, do something different, um, rather than just, you know, go or what have you, uh, but it also kind of contains the smell a little bit. So if you're having a, a, a backyard party, well, party, small party, I mean, but but with your family for Mother's Day, then it is kind of fun. You can uh, have some raclette on the barbecue and, you know, have all the nice accompaniments or, as I always say, keep it as simple or as complicated as you like. That's the nice thing about raclette. You can do a lot of things to go with it, or you can just do some little potatoes and sausage, and you don't have to make it very complicated. Because you don't want mom to be working uh, on mother things. No, <laughs> no, no, for sure. Allison, I was thinking this week uh, we we were having uh, uh, pasta one night, but I was thinking, you know, when it's time for cheese and pasta, and you go in the fridge and you have all these different cheeses, and then everybody just pulls out the Parmesan uh, or the Reggiano. So I'm wondering, what are there some rules with pasta and cheese, or do you have some uh, suggestions that maybe we should think about? Yeah, well, I mean, I. I think, I mean, it, because most of the pasta dishes we're making are sort of Italian um, origins, then we sort of think of those classic Italian cheeses. And I think Grana Padano or mm-hmm. Parmigiano Reggiano are kind of the th- first things to pop into your mind. Lots of people also like Pecorino Romano. I find Pecorino Romano quite salty, so I don't always like yeah. to add it with a really mild uh, sort of sauce because it kind of overpowers. But there are other things. I mean, for sure there are other things from other countries as well. Um, but I even love a few other Italian cheeses that maybe have a little brighter 
taste. Like I love Piave Vecchio and it grates really well as well. Uh, you know, the same as Reggiano. And it has sort of a bit of right. a fruitier, kind of brighter taste. So I like that. It's a, it's a fun addition. And also different kind of pecorinos, because I'm sure most of you know that pecorino just means sheep's milk cheese in Italian. So there's a whole um, gamut. But there's mm-hmm. definitely one called Pecorino Toscano Stagionato, which is uh, Tuscan pecorino. And it's about 12 months old. And it's much less sort of salty and, and sharp um, than Pecorino Romano. And it has a really nice kind of nutty taste. So that's a really a really great one. To be honest, I made macaroni on the weekend because we were trying a new kind of pasta, and I used all the scraps of everything in my fridge, which was a pretty random assortment, <laughs> and made macaroni with it. And you know what? By the time it's all said and done, it just tastes deliciously cheesy. It's not as if you know one overpowers yeah. everything else by the time you get it all together. Great way to use up scraps in your fridge. It is. That's a great idea. <laughs> okay. Who doesn't love mac and cheese? Well, I don't know, but probably somebody, but not me. <laughs> and what I noticed when I was in your shop, you have a lot of non-alcoholic drinks. Yeah, well, we have a, you know, it's been kind of a thing for sure. Um, COVID telling me they're drinking a lot. Um, I, I have to say that I might be in that. Um, going through more wine than we have in, in decades. But we have definitely a demand for sort of a nice, a way to make something really nice and special for somebody you're meeting with or just yourself and you know maybe you have one or two people in your bubble that you're able to see and you know you can make something special for them that doesn't involve alcohol lots of people are you know trying to be careful or maybe aren't drinking when they're out because then they have to drive home and we have a few sort of they call them alt gins they're basically like a you know an aromatic um sort of beverage and you can mix them kind of just as you would gin, like with a little bit of lime and some tonic. And a lot of them come with recipes. There's a really great one called Lumet, and they have a couple of varieties. They're just from Vancouver Island. They're made uh, near Souk. And then I have an English one as well called Cedars, and they just came out with a new rose-flavored um, uh, style, I guess. I mean, they're all sort of based on gin, so they're a little bit that flavor profile. But they're pretty interesting, and you can make a really, you know, you can make something that looks special, like a cocktail, but you know, then you're not giving somebody a, a, a headache in the morning <laughs> from it, for sure. <laughs> Our guest is uh, Allison Spurl. She's a she's a co-owner of Les Amis du Fromage. Allison, uh, if if we wanted to uh, pick up something for dinner for mom or, or any night of the week, really, for maybe an overstressed person who's been cooking meals at home for a year, uh, you have a lot of things now online. Well, give us a sort of an idea of some of the spreads that you have. Yeah, well, I mean, we have lots of things in our freezer all ready to go. And I have to say, we've been selling more than ever. I think, you know, because we're not able to go out as much and it's a little more difficult to, you know, even when we could go to restaurants, it was a little more difficult to make reservations and be responsible about it. Then I think lots of people are cooking Mm -hmm. at home and they're getting a little tired. So we have uh, a really wide range from sort of basic macaroni and cheese to um, lots of soups. We have kind of a real range. And I think the nice thing about all of them is they're made the way you would make them if you wanted to take the time to do that. So there's no crap in them. There's no fillers. There's no preservatives. They're just, they're made like I would have made at home when I was a kid. And I think they're all really tasty. And it's a really nice thing to just be able to kind of pull one out of the freezer and know that it's going to be tasty and, and you didn't have to mess around chopping vegetables for too long. So it's kind of, it's just kind of a nice treat to yourself or your mom. I would actually yeah. love uh, a burrata 
tray or what would you put with burrata for Mother's Day if I came in and said, I love it, I want to pick something up? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, burrata is one of those things. It, it's so much about the texture, so I find it's always nice to have a bit of a contrast. I mean, we don't really do this in the store so much, but I find if I'm – uh, having people over and want to serve it. I mean, there's the classic kind of with tomatoes and, and a, a nice olive oil. But it, it's also really great if you make like a crostini, either on the barbecue or just in the grill and rub it with a little bit of olive oil and serve a bit of the burrata and some roasted vegetables on it. That's really tasty. I find you need a little bit of, because it's so soft, you almost need a little bit of crunch to go with it. So it's nice to have that kind of crunchy, crispy bread um, as a foil because it is quite rich. So if you just have, you know, rich on top of rich, it's sort of a little bit cloying for your yes. taste buds. So it's nice to have a little a little textural interest there. It's pretty popular. And <laughs> olives are always great with it and prosciutto. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's so much. And, you know, now there's starting to be good things at all the markets soon. So like nice little new greens and arugula and things and um, like peppercress and something that has, you know, a little bit of a bite to it is is nice as well. Nice and, for color too. And what do you think? What wine, Tony? Or, and well, both of you. What kind of wine would you serve with a burrata cheese board? Oh, that's. I think you can <laughs> go red. Uh, you can go white and red. Uh, maybe a, a. If you wanted to stay light, you could go with a Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, I might be more interested in, say, a Vermentino or one of these Italian whites that. Uh, yeah, that's a great idea. Would probably work well with it. Maybe some Gamay. I don't know. Allison? I'm happy to taste it and try. Yes, Allison, <laughs> let's do a tasting. Well, you know, I always think it's just partly when you're having it in the meal that always is the kind of the stumper. So if you're if that's all you're having, if you're having a nice big platter of, you know, salady things and the burrata is kind of the protein, then and it's your whole dinner, then a red is an amazing idea. If you're having it sort of as an early progression to a longer dinner then you probably are going to want weight but i've even sometimes served it with champagne and it's been okay so see that's uh, one more reason you should drink more champagne yes right <laughs> exactly life is that, short that, i've determined that, this year I that's know. the only choice in the end <laughs> i uh yeah. I, I have none left i drank mine during the first couple of weeks of covid every every bottle two years gone. ago yeah exactly <laughs> Well, it does seem like this uh, year it's like, oh, why not drink champagne? Exactly. <laughs> Can't do anything else. Yeah. Uh, our guest has been Allison Spurl. She's a co-owner with uh, Joe Chaput of Les Amis du Fromage. By the way, the website is buycheese.com. You should go there. You can pretty much see everything that's available in the store. Uh, and also, uh, Allison, we didn't have time, but picnic bags as well are popular. People are getting outdoors now, and you, you're packing some of those up as well. Yeah, exactly. We're doing some really simple ones just in our own little insulated bags, and we have a lot of a really great selection of some picnic baskets if people want to sort of have something a little more elaborate and get out there and enjoy the weather because there's not too much other fun to have. We may as well enjoy the weather, right? Yeah. Well, that's the plan this weekend. We hope we can get Mom outside for uh, for an hour or two. Uh, thanks so much, Allison, for joining us today and uh, to all our listeners who uh, love cheese. Uh, some great information. We'll catch up with you soon. Thanks for having me. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We have the island covered with our radio signals. Places like Cowichan Valley, Duncan, Nanaimo. You can hear our show each Friday at 3 p.m. and Saturday at 7 p.m. on BNN Bloomberg 1410. And thanks for listening.
We'll take a quick break, but we'll be right back on the BC Food One Radio Show with Chris Coletta from Okanagan Crush Pad. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. British Columbia's wine growing history dates back generations, and today it's one of the more prominent regions on the worldwide wine stage. With Save On Foods, you can find the world's largest collection in one place. With more than 1,500 wines from over 180 BC VQA wineries, the unique tastes of our province have never been more convenient. Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. Browse the entire collection now at saveonfoods.com and discover all the different wines our province has to offer. Come celebrate 10 seasons with the Wine Experience Centre team at Black Hills Estate Winery. Enjoy our new releases while basking on the sunny vineyard terrace or become a wine club member and enjoy a wine experience in one of our private cabanas while sampling our rare Carmenere. Can't make it out to the Okanagan this spring? You can also join us from the comfort of your own home with one of our virtual wine tasting sets. For more information, follow us on Instagram or to reserve a tasting experience, visit blackhillswinery.com. Have the extraordinary organic wines of Summerhill Pyramid Winery in the pristine Okanagan Valley delivered to your door. When you become an organic ambassador, a portion of every purchase you make at Summerhill goes back into your account, which you can use towards future purchases anytime. Share the love with your friends to earn even more credits. Find out more about Summerhill Pyramid Winery's organic ambassador program and order online by visiting summerhill.bc.ca. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. You told me strength and you gave me Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Our next guest is Chris Coletta. She's a co-owner of Okanagan Crush Pad in the uh, Summerland area of the Okanagan Valley. Uh, Chris has a long resume in wine, uh, which I'm not going to bore you with because she's way too interesting uh, not to talk to right away. Chris, how are you today? I want to start by, uh, I, I have this thought about the the pandemic. What have you learned about wine in the pandemic that you didn't know before? <laughs> how, how handy it is to have a garage full of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've learned. Hi, Tony and Casey. Great answer. <laughs> uh, yeah, we didn't have to order in. We already had a nice um, bundle of cases of wine in our garage at the ready. Um, right. I've, I've learned that it came in really handy this year. Um, I think a lot of people were really stressed out and just going home uh, sitting down at the end of a work day, and because we're an essential service, we've been working this whole time but at the winery mm-hmm. and in the vineyards, and then at the end of the day, just go home and just just relax and have a glass of wine. <laughs> so you're not making yeah. hand sanitizers? We were making hand sanitizer to begin with while there was a shortage, and we were actually putting it in the cases of wine that we were shipping to customers and getting lots of thank yous for that because uh, in the beginning days, hand sanitizer, as you know, was really hard to come by. But um, we should have actually put some toilet paper in those packages, too, because that was the other item <laughs> yeah. that was really hard to that would have calmed That would have calmed <laughs> a lot of people down. <laughs> uh, no kidding. Yeah. Oh, boy. 
Okay, uh, moving on from that. I guess my question is, uh, what, what is, what's changed at uh, Okanagan Crush Pad? I mean, of course, a lot of things have changed, but it's still a core business of making and selling wine. But is it a bit different now than it than it was before? Our production uh, standards are, are a little tighter in terms of health and safety and uh, social distancing. We've also worked yeah. in, in pods, so we've had to separate everyone and make sure that everyone's working in a different area. So that's been a little challenging, but we figured that out pretty quickly last year. And uh, now today, for example, we're bottling, and we've got uh, everyone um, working with masks and safety goggles. and uh, So, yeah, life carries on. Um, in terms of uh, visitor experience, we quickly changed from the tasting bar format to a sit-down uh, tasting last year. So mm-hmm. we come to you tableside, and uh, we bring a flight of wines, six wines on a board that are already poured, and that has really um, that really limited the back and forth with servers going to tables. People really appreciated it, and it just gave people uh, a little bit of extra comfort and an opportunity to relax on their own. And and you have an online booking system uh, at at the moment, and you're limiting that to what? What is it? Six or eight people, or how does that work? Uh, we're we're limiting to parties of six, and uh, we try and space out the reservations so that everyone's not arriving at the same time. Everything's outside right. for us, either under the platform, the crush pad platform, or under big umbrellas, and so we have lots of options for people. And uh, we, you know, we, we really found that it worked really well last year. So we're excited this year to have the same format. Mm. Chris Collette is our guest. She's a co-owner of Okanagan Crush Pad in uh, Summerland, British Columbia. And Chris, what about the pickers? I know you get, you have, you know, many Mexicans come up to Canada. Has that been an issue? It's was a little challenging last year. Uh, we were very nervous that they wouldn't come, but eventually they did. They were two months late, and that sort of set us back in terms of our entire growing year. This year we started working on getting them here um, earlier, and they arrived about a month ago. They spent two weeks in quarantine in a, a palatial hotel, uh, which uh, would have driven me crazy. They loved it. No, <laughs> bet <service>. they did. <laughs> <laughs> Wi-Fi, television, and oh, of course boy. they get paid for it. So um, yeah. they they were quite happy. <laughs> yes. And wow. uh, tell us about your newest brand, Bijou and Yukon. Bijou and Yukon, yes. So you do know that we have two great Pyrenees, Bijou and Yukon. And this Huge. year... this. This past year, yes, they are huge. This past year, we decided to have a little bit of fun because everything was just so depressingly down. And so we launched a, a, a label for the dogs, and it has little um, illustrations on each label depicting the dogs getting up to no good, uh, which they do uh, on their own time. Um, often we'll go out to see them in the fields, and, and they are completely caked with mud and looking <laughs> incredibly happy. And then you go out a few days later, and they're snow white again. And you think, how did you do that? <laughs> but they're, yeah. they, they have ponds that they can swim in and fields that they romp through, and they're, they're just very happy, um, sweet, gentle giants. And they're, they're, they're a special dog. Like, they're day sleepers and night uh, protectors. Is that basically the way they work? 
that is the way they work. And at the moment, Bizu is living in our house, and I can tell you that she wanders um, all night long. Oh. Uh, she sleeps wow. during the day, and she wanders around at night, and she's quietly looking out all the windows and doors. We live on a 10-acre apple orchard, and so her main goal is to make sure that coyotes don't sneak up on us in the night <laughs> while we're sleeping. <laughs> uh, but she, yeah. if the coyotes are outside, you hear about it. So they're not easy house pets. I think if I was someone in Vancouver uh, with the idea of moving a Great Pyrenees into an apartment or even a city mm-hmm. city backyard, I would really think about it because they, they need to roam, they need their space, um, and they need a job, too, in the, in in the case of OCP, they're herding sheep. They're looking after chickens and ducks, so they actually love a job. Uh, speaking of a job, we're going to give you a job now to explain why you're making so many rosés. Uh, we have three different wines uh, from the winery in front of us. Well, maybe we'll just quickly run through them. Uh, first of all, I'd like you to put them in an order that makes sense uh, for tasting. Okay. I would start with the Narrative Rosé 2019. This is a Pinot What a beautiful Noir name. Taste. It is. Narrative. Yes. Okay. And Beautiful label, I, I have too. David Schofield to thank for that. He loved to run around saying wine is narrative, um, his favorite expe- expression. And so one day we were looking for a new uh, wine brand and uh, settled on the, on the name narrative. I think, it, mm-hmm. I, it, to me, it, it's fitting because uh, we're trying to tell the story of the Okanagan in this series of wines. And, um, yes, I, I, I love the narrative lineup. It's just a beautiful collection. So this is a so Pinot, Pinot Noir, Noir based. based. Yes. And yeah. then the next one Classy. I would try would be the Gamay Rosé from Haywire. That's 2019. And um, done in concrete. And uh, this is a mainstay. We've been making um, this wine since 2010, vintage. And, um, yeah. We love we love rosé. We made a ton of it in 2010, and uh, with our uh, David Schofield, Michael Barche, and I predicted the pin, the rosé um, craze <laughs> explosion a little bit earlier yeah. <laughs> explosion a little bit earlier than others did, and we made a ton yeah. of it. And um, uh, we we used uh, Gamay from Seacrest Mountain, and uh, and we've been making this wine since. We love it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, when I was young, Gamay was kind of like the poor man's Pinot Noir, but it's it's quite a different grape oh. in the Okanagan, I think. I I wouldn't yes. describe and it as Pinot like, Noir. And now there's like wars over it. Um, you know, people yeah. are trying to um, cut one another's contracts and, you know, going uh, to directly to growers begging for Gamay. So um, yeah. we've, we've had Gamay in our portfolio since 2010, and we're really fortunate that we have it planted both at Seacrest Mountain Vineyard and at our Garnet Valley Vineyard as well. Super. But it, it's okay, great, Freeform. It's a great variety. And then Freeform is Cab Franc. And uh, so, again, these um, completely different. This is done in concrete. Uh, nothing added to it. Wild fermentation. And the Freeform line is the line where we, we actually make a low-intervention wine. So it is a beautiful color, Chris. It is a lovely color, yeah. isn't it? Yes. 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 Yeah. So the intention Chris, you, you, is, is just pure what Mother Nature gives us. You've been uh, front and center about going organic and working that way, uh, especially in the new property as well as the uh, as your original site. 
the valley itself is really seems to be catching on. Do you feel that sort of lift? Uh, I mean, they, they've come up with uh, quite a number of programs that people can uh, subscribe to uh, to become more and more sustainable or organic or go biodynamic. Do you feel some sort of rush now in the valley? I, I certainly hope so. I, I, you know, I really credit uh, Summerhill, Kalala, and now uh, Anthony von Mandel with his efforts uh, to transform their vineyards. Uh, I think mm-hmm. we're getting to the point where we have critical mass. If, if we actually had 25 or 30 percent of all vineyards planted in the Okanagan being organic, that would be really hard for other wineries to ignore. Uh, there's no reason yeah. not to do it. It is hard work for the first two or three years, but it is very, very rewarding when you walk through and you just see that your uh, your vineyards, your vines are all looking, um, you know, healthy, healthy and, and lively. You know, <laughs> lively, and, there, and there's there's action in the vineyard. There's bugs, good and bad yeah. bugs, yes. but they're yeah. working in harmony. Yeah. 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 It's. Uh, the one thing that I I find is people say, oh well, it's so small, it's not it's not that big a deal. Uh, when when it doesn't really matter how many hectares you plant, what counts is what percentage is is organic. And if we can get to twenty five or thirty percent, we'd be world leaders. We certainly would. And I think the for me, on a personal level, uh, it's about what Alberto Antonini said to me back in twenty ten. Uh, he said that the land that we are on is only ours for a small. A fraction of time, and we have a duty yep. and a responsibility to leave it in better shape than we found it. So we not not it. to deplete yeah. from it, but to add back to it. And uh, mm-hmm. that is really what we're trying to do. And we've we've believed that organic farming um, is the number one um, focus that, w- that, w- that we can do that will help improve our land. Well, sure. you've done a great job. How can we visit you? Do we need a reservation? You can go on our website, which is okanagancrushpad.com, and um, you can make a reservation. Uh, it's very simple. It's right on the home page, and we would love to see people. We are opening on May 8th for the season opener, and we will open full-time to visitors from outside of the Okanagan on May 26th. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. And for people in the Lower Mainland, you can still order wine. Uh, wine's being shipped. That uh, Shipping has Definitely. become pretty important now, I think. It really is. I think we've caught up with other regions where people understand that they can go online, order a case of wine, and have it delivered to the door. And it, it was a huge piece of our business last uh, spring and summer as people felt limited in where they could go. And now we're seeing more and more that uh, people are just getting used to ordering wine that way. Um, and, yeah. and I think it's great because it gives them uh, choices and, um, and, and it's delivered to their door. Chris, thanks so much for joining us today. Okanagancrushpad.com, uh, beautiful website too, folks. You could spend an hour there just uh, looking at the pictures and uh, learning a bit about wine. Thanks for joining us, Chris. We can't wait to get up there. I know we're going to be up there in the next uh, six weeks, I hope, and uh, maybe even broadcast from the winery at some point. I believe that's a plan. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. Love means never having to say you missed an episode of our show. Listen to our podcast for this week's show and all our previous shows on Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. And thanks for listening.
You're listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. If you're a wine lover and you're ready for something new, try a little long-distance therapy. It's the wine club four out of four wine lovers would probably agree on. With 15% off therapy wine, discounted shipping, 20% off regular seasonal rates at the Inn at Therapy Vineyards, access to exclusive library wines, and more. Click therapyvineyards.com and choose your tier and frequency of delivery and sit back and wait as some of the Okanagan's finest is delivered direct to your door. Sign up today at therapyvineyards.com. The Modest Butcher Kitchen and Market at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery in West Kelowna is ready for spring dining. Now featuring extended hours from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. seven days a week. Reservations are now being accepted. All COVID safety protocols are in place for your comfort and safety as well as that of their staff. For those who would like to enjoy the Modest Butcher in the comfort of your own home, Modest Joe's Takeout is also available. For further information, visit ModestButcher.com. Overlooking a beautiful 12-acre vineyard in the heart of the Cowichan Valley, the Unsworth Restaurant welcomes you to get away from it all. Enjoy a delectable menu and award-winning wines in our dining room or outdoor patio. Unsworth Restaurant, vineyard dining where casual meets elegant. You can find Unsworth wines across BC. Look for us at your local liquor store. Visit unsworthvineyards.com. Watermark Beach Resort in Asoyuz is taking some time to refresh and renew for the upcoming season. Renovations are underway at the restaurant, but takeout is still available seven days a week. Book now for spring and summer travel to avoid disappointment and discover the South Okanagan good life at the Okanagan Resort that defines easy living. Visit watermarkbeachresort.com for full details and keep up to date on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Mama sewed the rags together, so in every piece with love she made my coat. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, well, we're heading into Mother's Day weekend. We're going to start, uh, Casey, with uh, just a few things that you've noticed. I've noticed about changes in the... Uh, restaurant business over the last few months more yeah. than that, almost more than a year now what Thinking would you say ab- the pandemic effect is mean or well i think some of these things should become permanent and starting with the cocktails to go which i love that idea you know you can go and pick up takeout and or you can also a lot of restaurants are delivering and you know there's kind of an added value because you end up with these really like lovely glass containers that you can use for i don't know condiment or <laughs> your own cocktail dressing jars <laughs> yeah or your own so though of course that's because restaurants have been given the right to uh, sell wine and make cocktails and deliver send them out with their uh, takeout deliveries and of course is, uh, you know what we've noticed i you know nobody's sick anymore so i love the idea of the hand sanitizers which are at the host stand and also on the table so i think mm-hmm. you know that's been very positive i'm wondering if we're going to learn from that because yes indeed uh, no colds no flus uh very little sickness from uh, you know keeping your distance and and washing your hands and staying clean 
And another great thing is takeout from everywhere. Who thought Hawksworth Restaurant would, you know, be doing so much takeout? So it's not just Chinese and pizza anymore, but, you know, a lot of high-end cooking. So I love that. Yeah. Uh, I think what I like most is uh, outdoor dining. I've always liked that, uh, especially when traveling. You see so many places like in Italy and piazzas and all that, people eating outside. We still weren't doing it. We, we sort of honor the car and not the people but that's changing we're seeing more and more of it yeah and it's worked out really well i mean it was pretty cool i sat outside when it was pretty cool but you just have to layer and you know byob bring your own blanket the next uh, the last one though is a two-edged sword for me this well-spaced table so there's no eavesdropping which is good which but is there's great. no eavesdropping which is bad <laughs> <laughs> you have to be you have to go with somebody interesting yeah, you know when you're having that dinner and you just uh, you, you sort of want to get it, uh, you're having dinner but you don't really want to have dinner with the person you're having dinner with, so you pay a lot of attention to what's going on at the table beside you. Can't you can't do that, do that anymore. anymore. No. Okay, uh, Casey, this weekend we mentioned it's Mother's Day in wine country. A few things going on. Mission Hill, uh, they're uh, opening up uh, outdoors on the patio. Uh, they're very... Uh, beautiful outdoor restaurant i mean if there's oh, yeah, a place a to standing sit place. uh that's the place to do they're doing a a, a 6 p.m seating on may 8th so you can check that out online at mission hill uh summer hill is doing a picnic box uh now the box is priced at 180 dollars, but it serves up to six people uh, so you can pick up that box uh, you have to order it uh, by friday this week you can pick it up on sunday and then uh, head for your favorite uh, picnic area. Hopefully the weather will cooperate. Even if you have to have it at home, it wouldn't sound so bad to me. That looks good. And over at uh, one of your favorite places, Casey, Mount Bushery, uh, Estate Winery, the Modest Butcher. They have a Mother's Day reserve tasting at the winery. It's going to be held from 10 a.m. till 7.15 p.m. And they have, uh, as we learned a couple weeks ago, a lot of outdoor space there. Well, we've been on that patio. We have. And so it's can, a beautiful you can patio. Take part in that. And the, there's a three-course meal there for 55 per person. Yeah. And that's, you know, for pickup. Cornish game yeah. hen, two ways, grilled asparagus, mm-hmm. and a lemon tart. Sounds fantastic and a very good price, $55. Yeah, so all that going on in wine country. Uh, down here uh, in Vancouver and in the lower mainland, uh, the weather is warming up a bit. It's Mother's Day. There's going to be a lot of rosé bought, and so I just wanted to mention that Gizmondium Wine this week we released. Uh, I, I didn't count them, but I'm going to say there's 60 to 70 reviews of rosé on our site this week uh, from around the world, from uh, around Canada, across Canada, and, of course, a, a hefty number of reviews from British Columbia. Everybody's releasing their rosés this month. Uh, and we have also uh, reviews of the new... Prosecco rosé, Casey, that I know that you Prosecco uh, rosé, yes, Yeah, the category has now been legitimized, and there's a lot of them rolling out uh, in stores uh, this month in BC liquor stores. So you can look for all those reviews at uh, Gizmondi Online this week, uh, and then you can get out shopping and and, uh, find whatever you want. Now, uh, what are you doing for Mother's Day, Casey? Have you been invited yet, invaded? How's that going to work? I think it's going to be an invitation in the backyard, and I will be taking, definitely taking some rosé. 
Although mm-hmm. my daughter's a big Riesling fan, so I'll probably, I actually have some in my climatizer that she put there, so I may bring some of those too. Uh, well, that's it for us today, folks. I hope you've enjoyed the show, and I hope that uh, all of you get some time this weekend to connect with Mum in one way or the other, uh, either online, virtually, or in person in the backyard at a picnic for a walk, uh, whatever uh, you can do. Uh, you know, moms are the backbone of society. <laughs> we have to look after them. They are. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks to our technical producer, Anissa Hetherington, for another great show. I'm Anthony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And to all our listeners across the province, please be safe and have a great Mother's Day weekend. That's it for today's show. Tune in again next week for Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. BC Food and Wine Radio is a TKS West production. Executive producer, Casey Wilson.